Hello everybody, welcome back to an episode of the Lim Gopi Podcast. I'm your host, Gokkal, and today we do have a very special episode. Um, we, do have a re- we do have our very first international guest. So for the very first time in 15 episodes, this is with the episode. Yeah, it's the 15 episodes, uh, we have our first international guest, and I can't wait to really introduce this guest. So, uh, hi, hi there. Um... Who you and what do you do? <laughs> Hi, this is Kaylin and I make videos and I post on my channel named Sakura Snoopy. Yeah, that is what I do. I basically do weekly vlogs about my mm. life in Japan. I'm currently studying in Japan in ah. university. Okay. Um, first of all, I just had to mention this because I think I mentioned to you this um, prior to recording this that um, you... In your videos, right, you were yes. having your long hair and yes. suddenly now I'm seeing, seeing you with your short hair. I'm so taken aback by it. So what makes you cut your hair? What, what's the midlife crisis all about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so life has been giving me lemons and um, I cut my hair basically because of what happened in the past and I want to leave everything in the past and I don't hope to get recognized from anyone from my past and I'm talking about um, my ex-supervisor has that had been giving me a hard time and now I'm no longer there I'm with a new supervisor but I'm still in the new I'm still in the same university so there's a chance that I would bump into him so cutting my hair short would yeah Mm. maybe he won't recognize me that's what I think and also I want to start afresh Ah, at my new place yeah. I think you briefly mentioned about this in your video so far, but maybe um, if you don't mind talking about it, maybe just help us to get up to speed of what's the situation like. Uh, like what's, what, what happened to you exactly? Uh, so basically, it's my ex-teacher. He has some man- anger management problems and has a lot of mood swings. And he's actually harsh to all of us in the lab, but... He's just extra harsh to me and I don't know why. Ah. So he would he would um get mad at me really often. It's like other people did the same thing and I do the same thing, but they are okay. But for me it's like I'm dead. So oh no. yeah. And it's a form of harassment, I guess, and also power tripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it got unbearable so I, I just left. <laughs> So you had a form of depression and you went through like a crisis. That's why you cut your hair. Uh, like not yeah. really just because of that, <laughs> but I think as, as, a, as a sign of just moving on from it. And yeah, as a really, sign of moving on oh, that's to, really to nice. help myself to forget about the past. Yeah, I, I hope you're in a better place right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm for sure in a much better place, which is great. So how, how have things been for you so far lately? Besides your situation right now? Um, there's definitely less stress and yeah it's, and also it's getting harder for me to upload more like consistently on YouTube oh, yeah I, I just got a little bit lazier lately <laughs> and I guess it, yeah. we I guess it's 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 normal um we procrastinate or we do yeah, have our yeah, low yeah. moments as well even for myself I haven't been posting very often uh, <laughs> but I think it's okay like, because we are still human 
uh, yeah, we still need yeah. some time to really rest. And when we bounce back, we bounce back. Yeah. So don't be too hard on yourself. And I wish you all the best in whatever yeah. that you're doing, lah. Just make sure that you take some time to really rest up and you know reflect on your life, as well mm-hmm. as when you do come back, make sure you come back stronger. Yeah. So don't worry about it too too much, lah. So again, uh, today we have Kayleen. Uh, so she is in Japan right now. And today's topic, um, that we're gonna dive into is is about studying and living overseas. But before we dive into today's episode, uh, or at least the topic itself, we're gonna go into our segment that uh, we usually frequent a lot, which is the Kopi Talk segment. So in this Kopi Topic segment, um. I of course ask my guest uh, to bring in her favorite drink. Uh, unfortunately, she's in Japan. I can't buy her a drink. <laughs> I don't know how. But Kaylee, can you please teach me how to buy things to people overseas? I would love to learn, but unfortunately, I couldn't do that. So I guess uh, I guess I have to trouble her to really get her favorite drink, lah. So uh, can you tell us uh, what is your favorite drink and why do you like this drink? Um. So my favorite drink. Is actually sky juice. <laughs> sky juice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I guess you can say this is my favorite drink because this is what I drink most of the time, and yeah, I actually prepare coffee as well. Ah. Coffee. I have my coffee and yeah, instant coffee with almond milk. Oh, almond but, milk. Yes, yes, yes. I just, I just stopped drinking milk like since a few months ago because I think dairy is like bad for my skin. That is why I stopped drinking cow's milk. And sparkling juice is because um, I just like to live healthy. So wait, it, it's spa- is sparkling juice even like healthier? Wait, wait, wait. Sky juice, sky juice, sky, sky juice. juice. Sorry, sorry. Sky juice. So basically, I just like to live healthy. That is why I drink sky juice, but okay. for for now it's because I drink coffee and sky juice. So maybe I'll drink coffee first and then sky juice to like you know because coffee stains tea stains my teeth right. So there's a sky juice yep. here to wash away. Do, so do you do you drink like coffee very often? Just wondering. Yeah, I used to drink like every day, ah. so that I can be. So that so that I can be more like energized and won't mess up in school, but now I'm trying to like get away from the addiction. <laughs> so it's been like two to three weeks since my change of supervisor. So I've been trying to not depend on coffee so much. Yeah. Mm. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, yeah. So you put almond milk into your coffee as well. So okay, that's that's nice. That's interesting because I I don't really hear people putting almond milk into their coffees a lot. Oh really? Yeah. Then like, what else they put? Okay, for me, right? Mm-hmm. I usually like to put my soya milk into my coffees or teas. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but usually, like people in Singapore, we either put either condensed milk or just regular milk. Like I don't really hear people putting almond milk. Or soya milk. I might be wrong, so don't add me on this. <laughs> but I just don't really hear people using like almond milk a lot. But usually, when yeah. people ask me like when if you use, uh, if you drink um almond milk or or soya milk, they'll ask me whether I'm lactose intolerant. 
<laughs> yeah. But, but I just not. I, I just like drinking it more. I think there's mm-hmm. a certain taste to it, though. Yeah. Mm, I know soy milk is like a popular milk alternative, but then I cannot accept the taste of soy. I've it's tried okay. before making making soy milk at home. So I, I bought the soy milk because I don't don't want to like take in sugar. So I bought the soy milk that is like unsweetened one. And I cannot uh. accept the taste. And I've tried it before at Starbucks as well. I asked for soy milk alternative. And it, it didn't taste good as well. So I tried, but yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> so yeah, team Elmer milk. Team non-soy milk, I guess. <laughs> and I, and also, I don't really like my coffee to be sweet. So maybe sugar and um, what was that? Condensed milk is not a great idea for me. I've never tried before, but I, I don't think I like sweet coffee. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, for myself, I mm-hmm. brought a uh, hot Milo, but by the time oh. it's by the time of this recording, it's already warm itself. Um, <laughs> okay, the reason why I brought Milo is because of your kick as well. Yeah. So, um, there's some context to this kick itself. Uh, this kick. So I'm holding up for the camera to see. Um, I don't know why you actually bought it uh, when you gave it to me. I was trying to mm-hmm. I was trying to like think of the reason like why are you randomly buying cakes for me, and then I thought it could be because of this podcast. Uh, so that might be the reason as well. Okay, but but let me explain the story first. Mm-hmm. So yesterday you act, um by the way a day before prior to this recording, mm-hmm. uh she actually messaged me randomly saying that hey, uh can I send you something. Like, can you FedEx? Uh, can I FedEx to your comp- uh Are you working from home? Then I said I'm working from home. Then she said that oh, I almost wanted to FedEx to your your work company, like uh my workplace. I was so taken aback by it, and I was asking her like, do you have something to send to my workplace instead? So because I didn't know like what she really want to send me, and then she told me it was kicks. I was like, why do you want to send me kicks randomly? And then right, uh, for just this uh, morning, I was checking through my. YouTube notifications. I saw the thread. I was like, oh, it's because of that. So let me just put in a screenshot of that. So basically, <laughs> so basically in one of the videos that you uh, put out, um, you, you, you're eating like cake. I think you were baking a cake if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said that I was craving for a cake and then you said you would send me one if you could. And I was like, I was just jokingly saying, FedEx me, please. And then you really did. You really did send me. I was like so shocked. Because I really want to send you if I could. So I'm Aww. also a person who really likes to procrastinate. Because it's like, like if I want to send you a cake, I want to choose a cake that is like confirmed is nice. So it's like a, a difficult task for me. So I procrastinate until it's like, okay, tomorrow is the podcast. So I think... That would be a like great timing to send you like yes, yesterday. It was <laughs> like a great before time. the podcast. You yeah. were very you're very you're very lucky because I was really at home the whole entire afternoon until uh-huh. I had to go out for a concert at that night. Oh Okay, I may I may I might talk to you about the concert maybe uh-huh. off camera or maybe quickly later on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was very thankful that you sent me just before I had to go out. Oh, okay. Yeah, like one, two hours before you go out. So luckily you sent me that. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm very thankful you sent me a uh, Milo Dinosaur Cake from Cat and the Fados. Um, I actually eaten this before. So I actually uh-huh. liked it a lot. So thank you so much for that. Oh, uh, um, that's great. My, 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 my cameraman slash timekeeper, he's actually eating uh, Russian whiskey. 
So the uh, one that you get, uh, one the other the other cake that you actually, uh, sent out. Uh, do you like it, the cake, uh, Clement? Okay, he he nods. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, okay, so uh, we just cheers to each other and we start the podcast then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do you want me to cheers? Sky juice or... Whatever is comfortable for <laughs> you is... then. Okay. Do Sky I juice to show then. the camera? I guess so. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, cheers. <Yay>. Cheers. <sighs> this is the first time I'm hearing a person who say their favorite drink is Sky Juice. But sure, we just take it from there then. <laughs> okay. I think let's get down to this uh this topic because it's been dragging for too long already. But mm-hmm. um so as we have discussed, um you were studying abroad and you're studying in Japan. But mm-hmm. let's just talk about the reasoning behind why uh you have chose Japan and as well as what made you start what do you study abroad in the first place. Okay, so like studying abroad is like in Malaysia, it seems like a very glamorous thing to do. It's like really? when you, like it's when you can go abroad and then it's like you you are better than anyone else. But obviously that's not the fact. That's not the truth. So, growing up, I just have this mindset because just because of how the par- my parents raised me, it's like mm-hmm. oh you you have to like win a scholarship to to go abroad to make us proud and do well in your studies like that but myself is like yeah under my parents influence like how they teach me and raise me and also myself i just like to experience something different i want to live some somewhere like mm. different to experience like what it's like on the other side of the world and also what it's like to live independently mm-hmm. because i have really strict parents so definitely living abroad and studying abroad is like I can get my freedom and I can do whatever I want and live my own life and also experience culture and also to you know meet other people for example I come to Japan I meet met like I met people that I couldn't have met in Malaysia so I met with like Mongolians Indonesians oh. and also people from China so I think that's really interesting talking to people from different backgrounds and yeah, countries. Wow. It sounds like a very fun experience. Now you want me now I want to study overseas. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But hmm uh, how was your life like before? Um when you want when you make the decision to, to really travel overseas or uh, to study? I mean, how is your life in Malaysia back then? Back when in Malaysia, so so when I was still in secondary school, when I was still living in my parents' home, um, I basically just go to tuitions and study at home. Tuition study at home. So mm-hmm. that is basically my life. is pretty boring, and yeah, I yeah, just study and tuition, and then after that, after my secondary school, I went for this school in Kuala Lumpur to mm-hmm. study Japanese. So. From there, I kind of get a little bit of freedom because I left my house and stay away from home. So it's like, yeah, it was great. So I had a lot of fun and also struggling as well to study Japanese. I'm sure, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. So yeah. I guess like when you got that freedom to, to study the Japanese language, 
And plus, I guess you kind of got fascinated by the culture as well. Is that the reason why you kind of like wanting to study at Japan as well? In Japan? Yeah, I'm fascinated because I like sushi. <laughs> so it's like Japan and sushi. So it's like Japan, I can eat sushi every day. That is just what I thought. So my mind is like really pure and innocent that time. I never really thought a lot about it. I just I... think, okay, Japan will be a place that is like right for me because I like to eat sushi. <laughs> Hello, Malaysia got sushi also, okay? Please. It's different, it's different, it's different. Like, Japan sushi is different, it's different. So what's the yeah. difference? It's, it tastes, it tastes, it tastes better. It's like, when I come, after coming to Japan to study, I never go back to Malaysia to eat sushi anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll always, like, for example, I come back home to Malaysia for like a month for my summer vacation. I would crave sushi. But I won't eat sushi in Malaysia. I would wait until I come back to Japan. And the difference is just that it, it just tastes better. I don't know how. Mm. Is it because it's in Japan? <laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely not because in Japan. Because my parents have come to Japan before. And I've mm-hmm. bring them to sushi as well. And they said it's different as well. It, it, it just tastes better. <laughs> okay, so when the COVID yeah. pandemic is over, when I go over to Japan, you better bring me to nice sushi. Yeah, just just anywhere, just any random restaurant will like any random sushi restaurant will taste better than the sushi in Malaysia, and I'm not oh, talking about those yeah. high. I'm not talking about those like expensive, high end, luxurious sushi in Malaysia because I have not eaten those before. But I'm comparing with those normal, like normal sushi in Malaysia. Yeah, you're just yeah. a cheap, cheap Asian here. Yeah, <laughs> cheap sushi. Like the cheap sushi in Japan and the cheap sushi in Malaysia is different. Yes. 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 Even the cheap <laughs> even the cheap sushi in Singapore just tastes like cheap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, um so I guess you grew up in a very strict uh, Asian household where you know you're yeah. faced with like tuition basically to tu- uh, school tuition study sleep. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah, so I guess like now that you have a freedom, um I guess it's 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 like really a very eye-opener experience for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, how how has Japan been treating you so far ever since you moved there or at least when you started studying there? Have you, like, adapted to the lifestyle there? Yeah, it's my fifth year here right now. So, I've... Um, Wait, I'm looking for the word. Actually, the, 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 the Japanese word is in my mind, but I'm, I'm trying to translate it. So, so this is how it this is right Japanese now. how Japanese you are, no? Yeah, so this is how it is right now. Sometimes I think in Japanese. But obviously, when it was at the beginning, I cannot do this. So it's really hard for me to speak Japanese because I learned Japanese in Malaysia and I didn't use it. For me, if I didn't use the language, I would be not, not be able to speak it. But I can write, I can read, so... In the beginning, it was it was hard because I cannot speak, and mm-hmm. I was in an environment that is very Japanese. Like the whole class of forty five students, I'm the only foreigner, yep. so it's like it's hard if I don't speak Japanese. That is why, like within half a year, I became like instead of total silent, I can speak a little bit and communicate my needs. So, yep, yeah, and after that, so after that. Yeah, I took half a year to get used to it. And after that, it's just great. I, I think if I go back to Malaysia right now, I, I would have a... What do you call it? Um, culture reverse shock. Culture shock. Reverse culture shock. Mm. Yeah. 
I I will have a reverse culture shock. I I just you know if you ask me which country I prefer, I I cannot have a definite answer. <laughs> I think your mind is yeah. thinking about sushi, right? <laughs> no, 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 not just sushi, not just sushi. There are there are a lot. Like for example, um, the last time I went back to Malaysia, what I remember was the toilet. So that was a bigger so, sh- so reverse culture shock for you. Yeah, because because I remember I, okay, I got off from the flight. Airport mm-hmm. is still okay because it's the airport. And then from the flight, I have to take a bus back to my hometown. And from the bus station, I went into the toilet with my luggage. It was wet. So it's oh a normal thing in Malaysia. But in, in Japan, it's like toilets are always dry. Yeah, it's impeccable, basically. Yeah, it's always dry. <laughs> and then in Malaysia, it's like, oh, oh, why why is the toilet wet? And then I, I thought about it. Oh, oh, oh because this is Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, so that is but, one of the... Mm. But hey, that's the bus station. You haven't gone to a kampong areas yet. That's even worse, right? I'm assuming. Oh, I think the worst toilet I've seen might be my school toilet during my secondary school or my primary school. How do you survive, man? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I've think about it a lot after coming to Japan. Like how how did I survive that? <laughs> but 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 to be fair, you, you grew up in that environment. Yeah. So you just think that it's just normal to you. But when yeah, you it's, went it's normal. But when you went when when you went to Japan, mm-hmm. I guess that is a culture shock for you because yes. you're like wondering why are the toilets are so clean? And mm-hmm. I think you're not really used to it. So is that one of your biggest culture shock or is that probably more culture shocks for you? Um, that is not exactly my biggest culture shock because toilets in Malaysia are wet, but toilets at home, at my own home, are always clean and dry. They are different. So la. when I come to Japan, so when I come to Japan, it's like oh, everywhere is my home toilet. <laughs> that kind of feeling. This is not exactly a culture shock. I see, I see. But do you have like any other like culture shocks that maybe you want to share with the audience? Like, um, when you first uh came uh go over to to Japan. Like just walk me through okay. like your first impressions and also uh, your first few like culture shocks that you experienced. Okay, my first culture shock that is like the sh- the shock me the the first culture shock that shocked me the most is public bath in Japan. So it is mm-hmm. a very normal thing for Japanese people to take a bath together naked in a room, uh, and I mean like girls with girls, guys with guys. And of it's course, very yeah. Normal. Cannot be together, of course, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. There is actually some places that can be together. Like in the history, there is something that is called mix mix buff. Oh, in Japan. there's a mix so, buff. In Japan, there's this thing called mix buff in mm-hmm. in the history. Maybe like a hundred or two hundred years ago, like before before Japan was even a country. There's actually this thing called mix buff, and I believe that even in this day there are still some, maybe just not well-known. So there is mixed buff in Japan. Like the onsen, hot spring, kind of. Oh. Mm. So your, your biggest culture shock when you went to a public bla- a public bath, you may be wondering, mm-hmm. like, why is everyone all naked there? No, Basically? Um, my or... first time was actually, because before coming to Japan, I've heard that Japanese people, they just take a bath together. Like, it's mm. nothing. Like, to Ooh. be naked and all. If you go into the bath, like, trying to cover yourself, you, it'll be very obvious that you are the foreigner inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my first time having to force myself into a public bath was actually in 
2017, the, the, the first time, the very beginning when I was in Japan, I was actually traveling, budget traveling. Okay. So I didn't stay in a hotel. I, don't, I didn't have a shower. I didn't have a room. I remember staying in a karaoke room with my friend. Is yeah. it one of those videos that I might have seen before? Yeah, but that was not the time, but it's like okay. a room like that. So okay. I, me and my friend, so we took turns to go to the public public bath to take mm-hmm. a shower because that, there's no shower in the karaoke room. So we took turns to walk like maybe five to 10 minutes. That's a public bath house. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That was not the time. That was actually the second time, like the second night. But the oh, first night, night. Okay. the first night, my friend dragged me to the public bath. That night also, we, we, were, st- we, were, planning, we were planning to stay in a karaoke room. So she dragged me to a public bath. And that is my first time, that experience, like seeing everyone's like, they're like fine, like normal, just doing their thing. Just, just being naked and stuff. But I was like really, really reluctant. <laughs> My my friend was like like forcing me, kind of forcing me, and then from oh. there I I kind of get used to it. So now yeah. now that you go to a public bath, you're just more used to it, lah. Mm-hmm. And also because and yeah, and also in my because I was at a junior college before this, and I stay in the dormitory, mm-hmm. and in the dormitory, there's actually special shower room for yeah, shower foreigners. Rooms. Yeah, so there's okay. only like two. Shower, two or three shower rooms for only foreigners and then that's that dormitory is actually like three story high and then there are like many other Japanese students so for the Japanese they cannot use the shower room the only thing okay. they have is a public bath oh so can you imagine like maybe you can put a photo or something so it's like a, a line of shower heads on the wall yeah yeah so everyone just take their shower inside and then there's a really big bath like a pool inside oh okay I can maybe, imagine maybe I'll, I'll, I'll google an image for you to see okay <laughs> you can you can you can send me privately after that I'll, I'll take a look from there yeah yeah, yeah. but by the way right viewers uh, viewers and listeners we're we are not a podcast talking about naked stuff we're just like <laughs> So don't don't get the wrong impression that I'm trying to be funny yeah. here, but but it's so fascinating to hear about like this kind of like interesting cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm if if I were to go to Japan and if I were to encounter a public bath because mm-hmm. I'm so body image conscious, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm able to go in like as as open as possible. You know, I'll yes. probably be like wondering where is like a private cubicle for me to shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to, to hear this, right, and to hear your experience, it's just like so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> fascinating to be naked in front of other people. <laughs> I guess it's just like being very vulnerable because, mm-hmm. number one, because I'm fat, so I'm very like very particular about like my skin already. So it's like, I don't know, like people will, but will people like judge you and all that? But it's the same thing as like you're going to a gym. Like you just uh, sweat uh, all yeah. this and everything, like. People's not going to care if you are exercising or not, right? Yeah. You just do your own thing there. But maybe mm. maybe public bubs is different because you are like literally naked. So uh-huh. so basically, you're as vulnerable as you can be. Yeah, but so, for the Japanese people, it's like very normal for them. Nah, to them, it's normal, is, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, before we go into uh, the topics of about you know, how COVID pandemic has affected like your, your living in uh, your way of life uh, in Japan, let me just take a mm-hmm. quick uh, short break. Um, just quick shishi break. Shishi break? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you watch Ryan Higa? 
Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I basically like kind of like. What's no wonder co- you tell me to clap just now. <laughs> and do we have to like breathe into the mic later? No, 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 no. We're not copying that. We're not copying that. Okay. But this, but basically, it's just a simple like um, cleanse, uh, palate cleanser break. Basically, mm-hmm. so I'll just take a quick um, quick break. Um, then we'll just come back from there. Okay. Okay. So see you guys in the next part. Welcome back uh, to part two of this. Um, I don't know. We just took a break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, but oh, I mean, we're back from this. Uh, I mean, Kaylee was just sharing about um, her, her living um, lifestyle in uh, Japan so far um, prior to COVID pandemic. Now, because we are in the COVID pandemic, it's gonna be more focused towards that. And now, so. With the current situation in Japan and the whole pandemic itself, how has it been affecting you so far? Is it uh, is it very bad? I mean, I think there was one point in time that Japan was like in a state of emergency, right? If I recall correctly. Mm, yes, Japan was in and out of state of emergency for like, I lost count. I don't know how many times. And then you have the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's really weird. Like, we, we even have Tokyo Olympics during the state of emergency. But basically, state of emergency is just a name. Like, if I want to go to Disneyland during the state of emergency, you can. That is huh? what my friend did. Like, he tra- he traveled with his friends, like, all the way from the countryside of Japan to mm-hmm. Disneyland in Tokyo during the state of emergency. So How? I don't really know what's the point of the state of emergency, actually. Okay, well, we're not critics here. Um, mm-hmm. We're not critics uh, criticizing or like the government's way of... Like, yeah, not you know, criticizing, but, but that's just what happened. It's just our feelings and our thoughts and we just wanted to talk about it. Um, you know, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I mean, Tokyo was in a state of emergency like a few yeah. times here and there. They had Tokyo Olympics. So I don't know what happened during the, the Olympics that time. Like I, I, I was reading the news and then like there were some like people, some of the athletes got COVID, and then it's like it's not about whether you qualify for the for the for the qualifying rounds now. It's whether the COVID wants you to qualify in the first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if if you if you got the virus, it's like good luck to you. You can't do anything anymore, regardless of how good and bad you are. Yeah, but I think. It is comparatively maybe harder to catch the COVID virus in Japan. That is what I Serious? feel. Because because like Japan, they really take things seriously. And like even the government didn't do a lockdown. They will try to like refrain from like going out. Of course, not all of them. And also schools, they will try to refrain from having physical classes and do online classes instead. Like nobody's telling them to do that, but they they will do it themselves. So that there's a sense of responsibility within the Japanese people, but but of course there's also people who doesn't care and just do whatever they want. Of course, you have that minority mm. population that doesn't yeah. really care about anything. We call them the Karens. We call them like people <laughs> who are just trying to be funny. But yeah. but then again, I think it's in Japanese culture to be like so adaptive very easily, right? Um, not really. Really? They are not really adaptive. What I have in mind, like, my impression towards them is, like, most of them are, like, a little bit close-minded. It's not, yeah, not really adaptive. Like, for example, like, Japan is still using fax machine. 
Ah, fax yes. fax machine. Fax, fax machine. Serious. Even and at then, this this yeah. this decade. Oh my goodness. And when you go to the bank, there's like a lot of paperwork. So it's mm. like they are still stuck in maybe like two thousands or like nineteen nineties. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, because but, but it's like mm. sorry, maybe just ask us to cut in a mm. bit. That's interesting because whenever I watch like um TV shows from Japan and as well as um you know animes or like documentaries here and there, mm-hmm. it's always perceived that Japan is very technologically advanced. Yeah, that is correct actually. Like, but when you mentioned this about the fax machine and the banks are being like just using our paperwork, I'm like so shocked to hear this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually confused as well. When you say like technology at once, that is true. That is true as well. Like we have the Shinkansen, like the transport system is like really convenient. Yep. Trains, we have like a few types of trains, like fast one, super fast one, slow one, or middle slow. Like there are a lot of trains and then Transport is like very convenient and also mm. robots. I can yes. see robots pretty common in Japan. Even even I live in the countryside. When I go and eat yakiniku, mm-hmm. barbecue, Japanese barbecue, my food, the robots serve my food. And also ah. when I go to a sushi restaurant, my sushi come like automatically. That's a something like a train. Yeah, the bullet train. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it is technologic, technology. The technology is advanced, but yes, still correct. there are some things in Japan that are like still stuck in the past. I see, I see. I mean, for Singapore, like we are advanced in some level, mm-hmm. um, but I guess there's still like some elements of human touch. So I guess like if some people like still wants to go to the bank and open their account here and there, it's still possible. But there was one fine day I actually went to the bank and tried to open the account. Then the bank manager was like saying, you know you can do this online, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought we need to do it in person because oh. you need to see my IC and all that. So I was like a bit confused. Like, um, I mean, yes, we are technologically advanced in some sense, but some things like we still can do it like in person as well. So I mean, it's for the benefit of the seniors. Because mm. like, um, especially Asians and as well as... Um, I mean, seniors. They're yeah. like they're, very recept- they're not as receptive to technology as much. Yeah, and I feel that, like a that boomer might be the as well. Reason. No? That might be the reason since Japan's population is like 70% seniors. Mm. And also, like, for opening a bank account, we need to have a stamp of our own. You know, the chop. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in Singapore or in Malaysia, we use signature, right? We just have to like... Yeah, signature. Do our signature. I, I remember that stamps are like really more important than the signature itself yeah so is in that japan true? yes yes i have one as well wait, wait i can show you right now <laughs> oh my goodness they're really gonna show me that okay i mean while while, while she's um uh, finding her stamp of I... approval <laughs> so this is my stamp and everyone needs to have this if is it like a thumbprint, thumbprint stamp or something or what? No, it's it's a stamp of my name. Anybody can forge this, why isn't it? Yeah, that's the point. I, so that's why. That's that's what I've been wondering as well. <laughs> okay, never mind. We're going off topic now. But this, this is an interesting thing. Um, but yeah. maybe maybe what I was trying to ask you is that uh, now that um, the pandemic is ever changing, like mm-hmm. how are you affected, and how do you think Japan is affected? 
Ah, uh, by by the pandemic, I don't know why we're talking about technology suddenly. But I guess it's it's good to know. It's good to know. But uh, yeah, I guess my my question was to ask you like, wh- what do you think? Like, how have you been facing the COVID pandemic? I mean, um, yes, you're doing all your vloggings through your YouTube channel. It gives viewers a really good sense on your situation. But maybe just to help us understand a little bit better for those who doesn't really watch your your videos, like how are you coping in general? Since the pandemic was like pandemic was like in twenty twenty, which is the of year course, I yes. entered this university, so I've never had a physical class in the university before, so I feel like I miss out a lot about the know, university right? life. Yeah, so it's like all online classes, and I have not experienced that before, taking mm. a physical class. But soon, because two weeks later, I might have face to face class. Instead of online class, so I'm looking forward to that. Of course, and you are. Yeah, yeah, and also online classes just what was really convenient. I just have to wake up from my bed like one minute before the class. But let's be <laughs> honest, that's like, lazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> compared to like face to face classes, it's like I have to wake up like one hour prior. So yeah, I I'm used to that, and I think that's cool. And also because I don't have to go to school, I can s- save a lot of time, and I can just do whatever I want. Like I have to like edit video, and I have more time. Yeah, that's yeah. nice as well. And, and then also, you save money as well. Yes, save money as well. And because of pandemic, I don't really go out, so save money as well, and also some time. So yeah, basically mm. just. Mm. Cool, cool. Um, I kind of I think it kind of sucks a lot because you're mm-hmm. spending your university life, um, through the pandemic. Especially mm-hmm. from the very start, and I don't know how long are you taking uh, for your university. I'm assuming three or four years, right? So, mm-hmm. are you worried that this pandemic will really last throughout your entire university life? That you will graduate with a virtual ceremony? Yeah, I'm. Mm, it will last for quite a long time, but I would say like going through a pandemic in Japan might be much. Like a better experience than going through a pandemic in like Malaysia or even Singapore because over there they have like lockdowns and in Japan it's like freedom. The government just even the commerce, even the commerce lockdown. Yeah, so so it's like graduation ceremony and all those ceremony. My university can actually organize those, and the government is not restricting us anything. So it's like like it might be a better experience over here. Of oh, course, okay. I've. Of course, I'm worried that it might last until I graduate, but I cannot do anything about it. And maybe just have this mindset of, oh, it's better to go through the pandemic in Japan than in other places. So, I had my experience of university better. I I I, I share your concern as well yeah. because I I'm, I'm also personally worried because I just started my full time job, mm-hmm. and I started it like during the pandemic itself, and. It's like I'm so not used to it mm-hmm. because it's like you're facing people with masks and you're separated with the social distancing, and you don't really like interact with your colleagues like face to face, and you don't have that kind of luxury to really mingle around, socialize around, yeah, like a normal person. So I don't know. I, I kind of crave for all these like interactions, being an ambivert in a way or an extrovert. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's it's for the better good because mm-hmm. we're trying to you know curb the the uh, 
we're trying to curb the cases and making sure that the cases doesn't rise. But then again, like, is it really good for mental health? So like, uh. for you is that like you mentioned that um, uh, university life must have really sucked a lot because like, yeah, yes, you're at home and you're enjoying it a lot, but you really crave for the interactions, like the face-to-face, like basically interacting with your friends and university friends. I don't think you really know like a lot of your university friends, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I've never seen their faces before. See, so. it, it sucks. It's like yeah. you don't know anybody. It's like if you mm. need help in your, your assignments or anything, like yes. who can you approach to? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That that was my one of my inconvenience as well since last year. Oh, I have no man. one to approach. I, I, feel, I feel sad for you, but uh, press F for respect. I hope things will... will, will. <laughs> I hope I hope things will go back uh, go well la. So if you are listening, please wash your butts, your hands, and everything. Please adhere to all the safe distancing measures, and please make COVID go away. That's mm, important. Let's do this. Let's do this. So now, uh, just a few more questions before we end off. Um, mm-hmm. now with 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 the COVID changing, like you know, like uh, like ever changing, mm-hmm. um, progressively, um. How has it like affected you in terms of your homesickness? Like, do you do you feel ever homesick more than in general? Because now that you can't exactly travel back as often or at least as easy as possible. Yeah, I do sometimes think that like sometimes I will feel like oh, what if I wake up the next morning and I'm in Malaysia? That would be great. <laughs> I I want to eat my nasi lemak. Oh man, nasi lemak! Like like the main thing that is like grabbing my head wanting to go back is the food because I'm kind of bored with the food in Japan already of course hello you say you like sushi what happened yeah yeah (laughs) I still like sushi but I don't eat sushi daily like sushi is not something the Japanese eat every day as well so it's like okay Okay. sushi yeah yeah it's just basically like generally the food here is just the taste is just different from in Malaysia like in Malaysia it's like we use spices in our food they so don't use like, spices there? Mainly is soy sauce, salt. So it's like... Uh, that's not a lot, yeah. A, a little bit bland. And in Malaysia, we have something like coconut milk, yep. pandan, and then yep. we have like all those spices. Sambal chili. Yeah, sambal, everything. So it's like, I kind of miss the taste. Yeah, and also I miss living with people. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Just like for uh, example, if I if I'm at home, I will just wake up hearing my mom's voice. But when I'm here, I I will just sometimes up! I will sleep sleep. <laughs> sometimes I will oversleep until like afternoon. Yeah, so that's like a little bit too much freedom and too little human interaction, I guess. So sometimes I will feel like yeah, what if the next day I wake up and and I'm in Malaysia? So. To me, my homesick is not that bad because some people, they they will get depressed. Mm. And yeah, for me, it's just like, oh. <laughs> no. uh, I don't know. I, I guess maybe uh, your parents do miss you a lot. I guess it's not as easy to return back to just to see them. Mm-hmm. But I guess it, there's some comfort to it because like at least your parents can see how your life is like. And it's true... YouTube videos so I'm saying away to your YouTube videos before I end off this podcast where um, yes you do post like your YouTube videos and everything Um, um, how has 
uh, people around you and especially like your parents or people sorry people um, of your friends have reacted to your YouTube videos like do you think it's a really good representation of your life in, in Japan or at least like your life in general at the moment in your current life point so, for the first question, how people around me react, mm -hmm. for my parents, their reaction was not great. Serious? Was not great. And we we kind of have a f argument, has had a little fight in the beginning. And then up till now, they are not actually supportive as well. But I'm oh, not sure no. if they, they watch it. I'm not sure if they watch it because if they watch it, they, they were sure like, talk about it or comment a lot about it so okay. maybe they are silently watching it because my parents like will always go stalk me on social media like on instagram facebook since young so okay. what i'm thinking right now is that they are silently watching maybe and or maybe maybe yeah or maybe they're just like very concerned for you yeah maybe like it's possible that they want to know more about what's going on in japan and me so i think they are i think they're curious about my life in japan but they don't want to say anything for now like different from the beginning there's like arguments and conflicts because maybe if that happened again i might stop posting and they might not be able to watch anymore so that is oh. why i think they are watching silently i just okay, think i, I think know. it gives them it gives them a sense of comfort because they know what they're doing roughly yeah. And I guess it's like to some extent it's a representation of how you're living your life right now. Yeah. But the, okay, maybe I'll just go back to your toxic relationship in terms of your with your ex professor. Mm. Um in terms of like your, your your harassment and all that. Like did your parents got concerned because of that when you uploaded that? No, nothing. That's why that's why I think maybe they're not watching as well. <laughs> like maybe maybe they don't have access to it. Huh. That's okay. what I think. So let's just let's just see if they have this access to this podcast. <laughs> they just listen to you. Like or maybe they just don't know the way to stalk me on YouTube. They only know how to stalk me on Instagram and Facebook, maybe. Maybe they don't know your, your nickname, Sakura Snoopy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just forget about my they they just cannot remember my nickname. <laughs> my channel name, maybe. Just maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, that, that's good, that's good. But how about your friends? Uh, especially like in, in Japan or at least like back, uh, back in hometown. Like, do mm. they, like, what's the reaction? I mean, just, just kind of curious. I'm surprised. Actually, my friend watches my video. Oh. So I, they usually didn't say anything because uh, that would be so awkward. Like, I would feel embarrassed. I don't know about you, but I would feel embarrassed. Like, oh, you're watching me on YouTube and, like, the camera is so near to my face. Like, my face is so big. And sometimes in my videos, I, I just, like, started vlogging once I just wake up, like, just from my sleep. And because, like, on YouTube, people tend to, like, make up and make themselves look good before turning on the camera, right? But for me, it's, like, just... Like, whatever it is, like, even Basically, they see your unglamness already, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who told me that she liked watching my videos because because I, I was real. I don't okay. make myself, like... I, I just pick up my camera once, even even I don't look good. So, okay. she told me it was very real and she liked it. And that I think that is the only comment I got from a friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I have a Japanese friend as well. 
she told me she was learning English while watching my videos, <laughs> even though I'm not a native at all. But because I have subtitles, and yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Yep. Do you add the subtitles because like Japanese? No, friend? no, no, no. I add, <laughs> okay, just I add subtitles because I just feel like my English, the pronunciation is not there yet. So maybe with subtitles, it's easier to like follow. That's why I put subtitles. Is it because like you got they influenced by the Japanese way of living and how they speak? That's why maybe your English has been a bit affected by it. Actually, yes. Like, mm. I would say my English back in Malaysia is much better. I can speak better, <laughs> write better, read better. But in Japan, because you don't use that language. I don't use English in Japan. Like mostly, I talk to my professor, I talk to my classmate, everything. Because in university, I'm also in an environment that is like Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. So yep, I have to speak I in must... Japanese, and very seldom I have to speak in English. That's why mm-hmm. it just gets harder for me to speak English than Japanese. But Japanese is also hard for me to speak as well. So it's like I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah so identity basic- crisis maybe. <laughs> so basically your English ability is just slowly disappearing and the way for you to revive it is basically to do your YouTube channel. Cause yes, yes. Like so in it's the to make sure that you don't forget yeah. it. In the beginning, I really cannot speak at all. In the beginning. That's why, that why I did voiceovers in my earlier videos. Oh yeah, I, I watched some of your earlier videos. Yeah, I kind of understood like your, your struggle. <laughs> I, I guess, I mean, to be very honest, like I also kind of learned a little bit of Japanese culture through your, 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 your videos. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of reached out to you. And mm-hmm. like you were sharing about your, your struggles, especially as you do sometimes find difficult for you to be consistent in uploading your videos. Mm-hmm. That's why like you kind of took some time away. I mean, p- partly because you had the situation as well, I'm, I'm assuming. So uh, that's why it was hard for you to upload some videos here and there from that certain time period. But before that, you were quite consistent in uploading your videos. Maybe you just want to share, like maybe you want, you want to share like, how do you get consistent and like what how do you generate your ideas for, for your YouTube videos? Is it like because like, oh maybe next week I'm going somewhere interesting? So that's that's the whole topic of that 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 YouTube video. Or I'm gonna find something to do for the YouTube video itself. Um, in the beginning I actually planned a lot about my video. Like what uh-huh. topics are searchable on YouTube. And yes, I did that as well. Like for example, next week I'm going somewhere and I'm gonna vlog that and that's the content. But yeah, that is during the beginning, but I think going somewhere cannot be everything, like 10 minutes video, maybe going somewhere can just take like 2 to 3 minutes. In the beginning, I would just take the 10 minutes just for that going somewhere, that day of hangout. But now it's like different. I just noticed that attention span of people is really short online. So if yes. you just hold like the whole 10 minutes just going somewhere whole 10 minutes is not gonna work for me. So if mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere next week, for example, I would only make it like only a part of the video. So now yep. it's like before this, I was pretty consistent because I was vlogging every day. I just vlog every day. Like even the tiniest thing, I just vlog and I just talk a lot, talk a lot, talk a lot. And when I that, edit- That's what I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. And also because I talk a lot, the average view duration is higher. That's why I started talking more. Because every after every video was published, I would look at the analytics and see what I did wrong or what can be done better or what worked mm-hmm. and what did not work. So I would record 
more than I need. And then when I'm editing, I will choose and pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe if like I recorded and vlog like a hundred percent, for example, then I might take for like I I might take only twenty percent of it, and then the other eighty percent maybe I'll recycle, reuse, or I just dump it away <laughs> the footage. Yeah, that's how I did it, and also consistent because it it became a habit when you upload like consistently. Like for example, Friday is my upload day. Mm-hmm. So before Friday, I have to do until this and that, and very important is you cannot be a perfectionist. If not, yep. you cannot be consistent at all. Yeah. Ah, so that's your advice for people who are starting YouTube, uh, something YouTube channel. Yeah, it, it's not gonna be perfect. If like if you want it to be perfect, then it's hard to be consistent. It's it's hard to upload like once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay, um, let's end off this podcast by um, your final thoughts. So, do you have any advice uh, for people who are studying abroad or living abroad? No, not to start a YouTube channel, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you have like, any general advice? Um, my advice is if you want to study abroad, just do it. If, if you have the resources, you have, you, you're financially okay, Studying abroad, I would say it's a good experience, more than a bad. The good will be more than a bad, and if you want to do it, um, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. <laughs> all right, thank you so much, yeah. Kaylee, for all of your inputs today. I, I actually enjoyed the episode with you. I enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, tell us, our uh, viewers, uh, tell the viewers and the audiences on how can we reach out to you. I would like to have you to come over to my channel at Sakura Snoopy and watch my videos and also follow me on Instagram Sakura Snoopy with a double Y Yes, double Y, yes. that's important <laughs> And I hope you have a great time on my YouTube channel Subscribe and watch my videos and also subscribe to Cockhouse podcast channel And, and also Spotify and Instagram and Spotify. as well Mm. Yes, please. So if you have you're coming from this podcast, uh, do say hi at um, at over uh, Kaylin's channel. Uh, say that I sent you guys from here. Um, yeah. So uh, I hope you really enjoy her content as well. I think her, her her YouTube videos are really a good representation of her life as well, as well as how a typical foreigner is living in Japan. I think it's really informative, and I think you'll learn a lot from that. So, all right, uh, we we come to the end of this uh, podcast. Thank you so much, Kimi, for yeah. Thank you for having episode. me. As well. Thank you for being my first international guest. Uh, I I really enjoyed this. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for for tuning in. Uh, yeah. My name is Kokao and her name is Kimi, and I will be seeing you guys in the next episode. All right, bye guys.